everybody. Welcome back to the Midnight Terrors podcast. I am your co-host today, Kevin, with someone that you all probably know. You've maybe heard of him. I don't know. He's been away for a while. He's been off at the club and, you know, banging strippers and just getting <laughs> getting fucked up. But he's back now. He's he's not too cool to return to the podcast. Welcome back, Jason. I wish that that's what I was doing on my time off. <laughs> Um, but no, you are talking, you are talking to diamond and you are talking to Bucky and this is the midnight terrors podcast. Uh, Jason, it has been like a month since I have recorded with you. I know dude, it's fucked up. It is crazy. Our last episode that came out with you before your little break was, uh, was drag me to hell. Yes. And and I love that episode. That was a good one. And, uh, you know, funny story about that episode. Uh, my mom was listening to it and she said she thinks it's one of our best ever, but she can't finish it because we were grossing her out with all of the scenes we were talking about. <laughs> she's like, that's funny. She's like, I got to the gumming and the embalming fluid and I had to turn it off. I was getting disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hate that I had to be away for so long. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm I'm feeling much better now. Glad to be back because um, this is the most fun thing uh, that I can ever do. Yeah, man. And I love recording with you. Yeah, man. Um, Likewise. And, and uh, there's no way in hell I would ever do this movie that we're doing tonight without you. <laughs> you better not, bitch. <laughs> well, but, uh, and and a cool little segue is I would not do this movie that we're doing tonight without my buddy, who is going to be our guest. Yeah. Um, his name is Mr. Terry. Terry, hello, say hi hello. to us. I'm so proud to be here. Uh, this is, I've never been on a, a podcast before. Oh, well, Please be gentle with me. All right. Well, we're, I, we're I know you're a little bit nervous, but there is nothing to be nervous about, man. Nah. Uh, we, just, we just hang out, we bullshit, and we have fun. So we're, you're the coolest one on the podcast right now, Terry. We're just a couple of <laughs> couple of idiots on oh, the show. <laughs> yeah, we kind of suck. You. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm uh, certainly the oldest one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I no, I'm glad you uh, finally got to come on the show, Terry. Jason has been telling me uh, that you wanted to do the thing uh, episode with us for a while now, and uh, we're finally doing it. And we're uh, we're glad and honored to have you on here, and for us to be your first podcast. Well, thank you. Yeah, man. I'm excited to be here. Um, uh, this is a, a, a great uh, movie uh, uh, franchise, and uh, it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a fun little excursion. Well, we. Um, uh, I, I'm glad this is my re- my return. Yeah. After all of my medical bullshit. Yeah, we had to, um, we had to do it up in style for your big uh, your big return. There was a lot of movies up in the air, but. This one was one that I mean, we've mentioned this movie so many freaking times on the <laughs> on the show that you yeah, know, and a, a, a year in and we haven't done an episode on it. <laughs> I know it's crazy. This movie popped up on episode one and definitely episode three when we did our practical effects episode. Um, I mean, it's come up constantly, so I'm glad we're finally doing it. But before we dive into the thing, John Carpenter's 1982 masterpiece, The Thing. Terry, we always Master, start masterpiece, masterpiece, masterpiece. <laughs> oh yeah, it goes without. Let's just 
emphasized masterpiece. Yeah, if if, 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 any, <laughs> if anyone listening to this thinks that they're gonna get to uh to uh like disagree with one of us on how great the thing is, you're not gonna get that here. <laughs> yeah, not fucking happening. This is not the podcast you're looking for. <laughs> but uh no, no but, it's just a love fest. <laughs> right? But before we dive into the thing, Terry, we always start the exact same way whenever we get a new guest on the show. And uh, that is to ask the the uh, immortal question, where did you get your start in the horror genre? And uh, Jason, would you like to phrase your uh, immortal question in the way that you ask this? <laughs> yes, it's my favorite phrase. Um uh, how did you get into horror and uh, which movie fucked you up? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's always one that fucks everybody up. Oh my gosh, I'm surprised. I don't know. Where, where to even start? I know that you're you're more of a sci-fi fan predominantly, but sci-fi horror is one of my favorite like genres. Um, and I know that's what you like. So yeah, go. I'm blanking. I don't know. Um, that was so I, not. Uh, that was so not helpful, Jason. Well, you love sci-fi horror, so go. <laughs> yeah, I probably. I, yeah, I probably just fucked that up. For no, us, we but. just. Uh, you know, when we when we dive down, people's look back with horror. We we usually ask, you know, what what's the first horror movie that you can remember seeing? The guy with the um the mask on. What's his name? The mask. Uh, oh yes, that whole series. Jamie Lee Curtis, Halloween. Which has a very similar theme to um, to uh, Escape from New York. Yeah, John yes, Car- John absolutely. Carpenter, John Carpenter, yeah. there too behind the behind the wheel with those with those masterpieces. So you, uh, so how far? Like, how old do you think you were when you might have seen uh, Halloween for the first time? Gosh, I'm an Xer, so <laughs> late teen, uh, late teens, late teens, probably early teens. Okay. Nice. Not twenty, not the twenty teens. No, the uh, my <laughs> teens. There we go. But do you do you do you remember one like that you saw that just like, like when you were finished with it, or you couldn't wait for it to be over, or like just one that just like messed you up? No, not really. Really, I can't, okay. I can't say no. I mean, I just sort of get through them and think about them. I can't, you know. No, I mean Halloween, nineteen seventy eight, man. That's a that's a good, uh, definitely a, a quintessential entry in the in the horror genre too. And from what you remember, yeah, I don't think you... I can't. I don't think I saw it when it was when it was in the theater though. <laughs> I was right. going to Star Wars at that point, but I saw sure, it yeah, I definitely didn't years. either. Yeah, I yeah. yeah, I definitely didn't see it in the theater. Um, that was the one I saw at home later on, and yeah, I'm the same. I'm in the same boat. Like I was, you know, at that time, um, at that age in the eighties, like I was, I was watching star Wars as well. So. And from, from what you remember, Terry, were you like, what was your reaction when you saw Halloween? Were you scared by it? Were you just kind of like, Oh, this is fine. What do you, what do you remember when you first saw it? I'm, 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 uh, I'm very, uh, empathetic. I, I tend to, I tend to really, if I, if something's scary, I, I do struggle with it a little bit. I'm not one of these people that necessarily finds it uh, easy to watch certain things. Sometimes I, uh, and like if I'm watching it at home, I'll, I'll have to pause things, you know, or, you know, especially some of the newer movies uh, when it's more uh, like I could watch um, Charleston Heston's uh, 
um, Omega Man, but I couldn't watch. It's almost like there was a remake. Like I could watch the original, but the remake I thought was a little bit more violent, and I just I literally couldn't do it. So I have I horror for me is it's a challenge. I there's certain movies I can go through, and certain uh, and then some I just uh, I just I just have to keep stopping, and then I just or I'll give up and then I won't finish because I don't think I actually finished that one. Oh wow! The uh, the remake of the Omega Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. That uh, de- definitely gore and violence can uh, can deter a lot of people. And there's a lot of subgenres out there that in the horror genre that don't involve that. And that's usually if some if people don't like a lot of violence, they'll usually gravitate towards another subgenre of horror. So what what would you say subgenre wise in the horror genre would be like? Your if you're gonna sit down and watch a string of horror movies, what's a subgenre that you would go to first that you're like, I could watch like a string of these in a row. Probably. Uh, I like space 1999. I love the seventies yeah. stuff. I'm into, oh, cool. I'm really into the, I love the seventies. That's just my thing. That's my jam. So that's awesome. Yeah. I know. Um, I know. And, and I'm not trying to Doctor speak Who, for Terry. Huge, uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to speak for Terry at all. Um, but just from our conversations, um, Terry and I speak about uh, sci-fi horror a lot, um, and space horror. Um, there we go. Uh, Terry, Terry and I both love Alien, all of the Alien movies, and uh, we're constantly going back and forth about that. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Um, our movie tonight, uh, The Thing, uh, is is one of our favorites to talk about because there's so many nuances and uh, so many uh, just little pieces here and there um, that are so great. We talk about it all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> and we're constantly like, um, <laughs> I think Terry could agree, like, we'll we'll watch it and we'll just go, oh, I saw something new here. <laughs> um, so um yeah see if you watch the movie over and over that part of it is, is changing the viewpoint like what am i what am i going to concentrate because you've seen enough of the you might want to follow another you know if you know a movie enough you can follow another character maybe or just uh think about something uh that's happening versus just the first time you've seen it and you're just trying to absorb everything all at once yeah yeah absolutely well the the thing is uh has a lot of different perspectives to follow because there's a lot of characters in here. And uh, yeah, so, we, so, so let's, let's well, so, go ahead and say that we're talking about the thing tonight. <laughs> oh yeah, we are. We are. And I've, I've said that and we are so excited to do so. But before we dive into that one last side tangent question, cause I, this is the first time I'm getting to, to meet Terry, which is exciting. Uh, Terry, Jason just mentioned you are also a big fan of the alien franchise. Uh, I gotta ask, what is your favorite in that series? I, I just go back and forth. I'm really more into the first and second, and I don't really do a whole lot with any of the others. Um, I just then they're just for their you know the first one's more of a haunted house, and the second is more of the space combat marine thing and humor, a little bit more uh, the inter interaction uh, of the characters. Uh, but yeah, I. I know some people don't like them, but I just like them for different reasons. Yeah. So that that pair is my favorite. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, to... I go back and forth because because especially with Alien, people are like, "Well, what's your favorite?" And I'm just like, "Man, I just, 
I, I can't tell you that <laughs> because uh, there's, there's, there's so many, cause uh, the original alien is a straight up like horror movie. Well, the, I mean, um, the original alien is, is jaws in space. Like <laughs> basically, you know, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it comes out four years after, after jaws and it's like, all right, let's take the shark out of the water and put it in a ship in in outer space. Basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, but ten times ten times scarier than than Jaws, I would say. <laughs> yeah, and then and then you get uh, James Cameron coming in on the second one, and it's more of an action movie. It still right. has its scary moments, but it's it's still fantastic. Um, so, Alien One and Aliens. I mean, they're they're two completely different movies. Yeah. Um, but but super fun in their own ways. Oh, absolutely. One's more of a horror movie. The other one's more of a like action slash horror movie. Um, but they they both have their own um great points to them, or or you know great interactions. Yeah. Game over, man. Game over. Yes, that's the very line I was thinking about. Oh, man. One of the best Bill Paxton roles ever. Or Bill Paxton. Yep, R.I.P. Or Bill Paxton. (laughs) R.I.P. Bill Paxton. What a a legend. Um, Yeah, and I still, um, I always forget that uh, he's in Tombstone as well. And when he dies in Tombstone, I'm like, son of a bitch. Yep. He's also got a tiny role in the in the first Terminator as well as one of the punks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, um, there's a there's a little meme that like floats around that uh, Bill Paxton is the only one that's fought uh, the Terminator, Alien, and the Predator because <laughs> right. he's in all three. Yeah, it's funny. I love Bill Paxton, but uh. We got a whole nother good in Twister also. That's my wife's favorite film, Twister. Oh, nice. Yeah, those those uh, the hurricane uh, the, the tornado film. Fun. That's Twister's a fun, yeah. a fun movie. I love the nineties the nineties graphics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, those those nineties disaster films were uh were something else. I definitely, I definitely grew up on those, and those scared the hell out of me as a kid because I was, uh, <laughs> I was under ten years old. So like tornadoes and earthquakes and stuff like that, that stuff was scary to me. So, yeah, those were all fun. Oh yeah, but uh, well, the thing is, the nineties they were doing the uh, computer graphics, and uh, so they had gotten away from the, all the uh, practical effects, and they're trying to do all the computer graphics, but a lot of them didn't didn't hold up very well. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, this, that's it true. was really painful. And then they got better later. So there's this whole period of time where it's just you're watching. It's like, oh, God, it's horrible. Yes. Um, See, uh... like Babylon 5 struggled with that, I think, a little <laughs> bit. Um, yeah. I think the only thing. So they didn't I have the resource the they were trying to do it, but they didn't up. have the computer effects. Yeah. Well, I think the only thing that holds up from that era. Um, because there there are quite a few CGI effects, but um, Jurassic Park, I mean, still holds up. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, it's, and the, it still looks incredible. Well, the thing too with Jurassic Park is that there's CGI in there, but it's used sparingly, or it's merged with yeah. the practical effects. 
Yes, um, they 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 use it only when they need to. Yeah, I think they had the resources to do it right because of the budget. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it held up well. Where Steven Spielberg was in in his career at that point, yeah, he could pull all the strings he needed to to make those dinosaurs look as good as they do. And uh, and, they, and they still look good as shit, dude. Like it, comparing it to the uh, the new Jurassic World and everything, like they they still look better. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> they still do. Yeah, um, and and it's and it's because they mixed. They they did practical as much as they could. Yeah. Um, and they mixed it with some CGI when they had to. Yeah. Um, but I, I still think it looks better than anything out recently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, side note, Terry, you remember when I said before we started recording that uh, our podcast has a lot of tangents? <laughs> there we go. This is where we are. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We haven't, even, we haven't even touched on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, one of us will go, all right, time to talk about the movie. And then someone else brings in something else. It's funny. <laughs> but yeah. uh, that's what podcasting is for. It's a fun, uh, long format. But let's not delay it any further because we're talking about the immortal classic, John Carpenter's. What is it? What is it? Masterpiece. Is, is, it, is, is it the best horror movie ever? That is my favorite horror movie that is it we should have done is it nine months ago? <laughs> is it your favorite horror movie of all time? Yes. Is it is one of it my, my is it is one it of my favorite horror movie of all time? Yes, it is. Is it one of my favorites? Absolutely. Is it the best horror movie of all time? I don't know. That's a t- discussion for another podcast episode, but uh we uh it is definitely up there. But we are talking John Carpenter's nineteen eighty two classic movie the thing we have touched on this movie many times on the podcast including when we did our practical effects for the win episode where we were talking about some of the best practical effects on screen in horror you better believe this was one of the first movies that came up and uh oh fuck yeah we there was probably a 10 15 minute like talk about how great the thing is when it comes to practical effects so i think we've had I think we've had 10, 15 minute side tangents <laughs> um, for about a year. Oh, yeah, plenty. And uh, it's almost it's almost every episode. Yeah, absolutely. And because this is such a quintessential horror film, I want to start with asking, you know, having all of us say when we first saw this and what our background is with it. Uh, mine, just to start mine off, because mine was quick. uh I, Jason, I remember you telling me about this movie a lot growing up, and I remember seeing that cover, like that poster of the the winter coat with the light shining out of the hood of the the outline of the thing. Uh, I also remember seeing the PS2 game all over GameStops back in the day because they had a video game of it, and I was like, "Game was really good." I heard it was difficult as shit. What was that? Really? A yeah, game? it was wow. hard as shit, but it was good. Yeah, I guess there was a video game of it back in the 2000s, I believe. And um, yep. so I remember seeing the iconography for the thing like everywhere. And then when I started getting into horror, maybe when when did I first see this? I probably saw the thing for the first time in 2011, around the time that that prequel was coming out. And I oh, went okay. and I went to Soundwaves Music and Movies that used to be over here 
and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they had a used copy of it for like eight dollars and this was back when i first started making money off my first real job at gamestop so i was like well i gotta buy the copy you of the thing i did work at gamestop <laughs> jason actually got Everybody me a job there yep jason got me a job yep. there when i was like 17 um and i worked there for two and a half years something like that um but yeah, when I first got yeah, my my friend was the manager and uh, Kevin was trying to get it. Bucky was trying to get his first job. And I was like, I was like, hey, man, <laughs> <laughs> interview Bucky. And so Bucky got into GameStop as well. Yep. And then when I got my first check, uh, I went on a little splurge and I found a copy of the of the thing on DVD. And I'm like, well, I got to watch it now. It's there right there. I got to grab it. So I did, and I went home and I watched it, and I was blown away from the very first time watching it. This movie is still to this day absolutely terrifying and so disturbing and so disgusting and has some of the best characters in any horror movie, and I love it. Yeah, it's it's the it's the most disturbing thing that you'll ever see in the most wonderful way possible. <laughs> Yep. So let's let's go to you, Jason. When did you first see the thing? And I also want to throw this out before you dive into it. You and I got to see this uh, on the big screen last summer. Not at this, not at the same time, but you and I both went to the theater to see it on the big screen. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, <clears throat> no, uh, I, you know, I honestly, it's again, I say this all the time. Um, <laughs> about different movies but i i do not remember the first time that i saw it um but uh i was i was very young and it scared the living crap out of me um and just uh, at the time the practical effects did not like stick with me i mean they kind of did yeah um but like watching it later or watching it older, like seeing the practical effects, I was like, holy shit, this is a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, like they they just did a great job with it because um, I, I don't think there's anything. I don't think they could even do CGI at the point. Um, if they if they could, it was very, very early on. Uh, but in this movie, yeah, but this, this movie, like, uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and and that's the great thing about the thing is that it's all practical and it's the nastiest thing you've ever seen. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Everything is squishy and gooey. (laughs) (laughs) It is very off-putting for sure. Which Which is awesome. Oh yeah. Um, and I mean, there's there's nothing about it that isn't fantastic, especially from an effects standpoint. Um, but one of the things that I love about it um, is, I mean, Kurt Russell is amazing. Um, he's so much fun as a character. Um, and the other thing that I like about it is it, it, not only are the the monsters or, or the thing, not only is it scary and off-putting, um, but there's this, um, 
aspect of uh, isolation. Yeah, because they're sure. they're they're up in they're up in the Antarctic and they're trapped in you know their their little uh, research. They're trapped in their mm-hmm. yeah their research facility. And even going outside, they can't even see half the time. They're using like ropes and lights just to, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They use ropes and lights just to kind of guide them along from place to place. So, um, you know, that is, that is creepy in itself. Like it's so like, it's a terrifying scenario for sure and you know for anyone listening that has not seen the thing which if you're a horror fan i'm assuming that you already have uh it's about a group of uh researchers in the arctic who come under attack by a shape-shifting creature that can uh assimilate and imitate its victims and they start to get attacked by this thing, people start going down one by one, and they start to, you know, fight within each other, wondering if everyone is who they say they are, or if the thing is infiltrated their little circle, and it just becomes a non-stop thrill ride from that, yeah, from then on out. And before before we dive, you know, into the, the actual plot, because there's a lot to dive into with the characters and the story, uh, Terry, when... What was your backstory with with seeing the thing? I know that uh, you and Jason had talked, and you were really excited to to talk about this movie. When when did you see it? What was your background? I pro- probably would have seen it on VHS. Probably rented it at some point. I don't remember the exact first time. It was probably uh, you know uh, because up in New York, you know, there would be these newsstands, and they'd have VHS tapes you to rent, and uh, yeah. Or some of the other places, and just grab a good, uh, grab a good movie, and I uh, that that would be probably my my first exposure to it. There we go. And this was what this was this like a like a blind rent or buy, or had you heard about it before you you actually watched it? I don't even remember. I've just you know I've I've it's probably one of those things. I just happen to glom onto it. Yeah, I've seen it a lot since then. <laughs> <laughs> Enticing uh, cover, and uh, what so that you were. From what I understand, you were very excited to to talk about this. What what is it about this particular movie that's that's kept you coming back all these years later? I think it's a classic story. I think we've already talked about the the idea of uh, you have you know take a group of people, isolate them in this, in this environment, uh, introduce this element of of, um, of paranoia where they're not sure who's who's the good, who's the good person, who's the bad person. That's, that's a very interesting element. You know, who's, you know, who's human, who's not. Um, and, you know, who, I, I just think it's a very classic, well done story. They really, they, it, there's nothing, there's not, I don't think it's really a weak part of it, of the whole thing. It really hangs together well. Yeah. And I think that. Yeah, I, I, I think the most um, kind of compelling part of it is is that isolation and is the you can't trust anybody yeah i was gonna you don't know you don't know who's who yeah i was gonna say i think that what makes the scenario of the thing one it's just terrifying that you're out in the arctic where 
you can't just leave where you are because if you step outside for too long, you're going to freeze to death. So there's no safety in just running from the scenario. But also, not only are you stuck, but you're also... When you think of a horror movie and you have a large group of victims, they tend to band together at the end and they try to rely on each other. And this is a scenario where you don't even have that. You don't have the the safety and the comfort of your comrades because you don't know if you can trust <laughs> if you can trust them. Yeah, that's an interesting um, observation because yeah, typically you'd have, you know, bad uh, bad element, bad guy, killer, whatever, uh attacking and then somehow people are slowly you know they're dying they're trying to help each other da, 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 as we discussed but and this uh the, the they it keeps changing <laughs> you know the the bad the bad person isn't it, it keeps switching around so you never know who it is and it's just the number of people left starts keeps dropping off and and you're correct they can't work together because they can't trust each other mm-hmm. yeah it's the this is a, a terrifying scenario and uh you know diving on into the actual plot as we walk through uh i mean there's not a there is not a a dull moment in this movie now i i didn't get to rewatch it fully for this this discussion but i watched the uh the dead meat kill count of it and i also just saw it last summer uh on the big screen but i mean there is not a dull moment in this movie at all when it opens it is just on with uh jason the iconic scene of the norwegians in the helicopter chasing down the the husky dog in the snow trying to shoot it yep and and there's you know it's like you guys said like it's 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 the isolation um it's also not being able to trust anyone um because uh, you know in in a horror movie or you know anything like that it's like okay uh we we team up together or we try to get together to uh you know get through it but there's none of that <laughs> yeah like you can't you can't trust anyone and you can't run away either like if you try and run away there's and and, and there's this danger that if you run away you're going to that they are they really also, in addition to that, they introduce the thought: well, if someone leaves, you know, destroy the world. I mean, as that element that's, right. that's introduced. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I absolutely. Never, I never thought about that. That they have to not only look out for each. And if like, it self-sacrifice, we can't leave. We have to, you know, at the very end. Uh, um, yeah, I never I never thought about that. There's a double a double duty going on where they like have to stay away from each other but they also can't let anyone out of their sight because yeah. they say later on in the movie that if this thing gets out and there's a computer simulation it's like all right, there's a 75% chance that someone in your group is already infected and it'll take like I forget what the amount is, but only a select amount of hours before like entire populations are taken over by this thing. And so like there's no way out. And 
So, you know, we it's a terrifying scenario. And when we dive in, we we start with the Norwegians chasing down the Siberian Husky in the snow, trying to shoot it. It arrives at the base with all of our characters. And you're like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Why are they trying to shoot this dog? And, you know, just yelling crazy stuff and firing at our characters without without. Yeah, without warning. And, you know, one of the characters gets shot immediately and they got to take down this Norwegian in a in a shootout and now there's just this random dog running and, around the facility um yeah and the, uh, the norwegians are trying to tell him like hey fuck <laughs> like stay away from the dog yeah yeah stay stay away stay away <laughs> um but you know they they can't get that in and they end up throwing a grenade at the freaking helicopter yeah that i did um, not remember i did not remember that he grabs a grenade to to blow it up and then he it slips out of his hand and blows up the helicopter. Yeah, but they I mean, they don't know what else to do. Um, well, I could never trying I to could, protect themselves. Well, I could never figure out if that was on purpose or not because it looked like the one Norwegian was going to throw the grenade at them at our characters and then it like slips out of his hand and he's like screaming get down or something cuz it's going to blow up. Well, they come in firing shots and <laughs> dropping Dropping grenades, trying to take the dog out. Well, no, that's um, that's what I mean. Is that the Norwegian yeah. is gonna can't shoot the dog, so he's gonna throw a grenade at it. And then when the Norwegian goes to throw the grenade at at our heroes, when he cocks his arm back, the grenade goes flying and blows up the helicopter. And it's like, did he do it on purpose to try to stop the spread of the thing, or did he do it on accident? Right. But you know, irrelevant detail. But I mean, the movie really gets going when the dog starts wandering around the facility and we start to meet our characters, uh, Jason, your boy McCready. Yep. Played by Kurt Russell. I believe you even named our horror trivia team after this guy last October yeah, with, sure when we were, uh, McCready's love shack. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> uh, and I mean, we get to meet a lot of great characters in here. Childs, obviously, uh, Keith David in there. Yeah, um, Childs is fantastic. Windows on the radio, Bennings. Yep. Uh, I mean, there's so many great characters in here. This reminds me, I know it was like four years before, but this reminds me a lot of Aliens. I love this this group of characters. It is, because uh, there's, there's a lot of good characters in there um, and a lot of good people that you, that you genuinely kind of care about. Oh, yeah. Well, I know, I know who, uh, who, what your answer is, Jason. On <laughs> who's your favorite character, McCready? Uh, I always, okay. I always loved uh, Gary or Childs. Yep, Childs is fun too. Terry, do you have a a favorite character in the movie that you that you can think of? I already took my favorite character. I like McCready also. There we go. <laughs> yeah, Kurt Russell's. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm all over uh, groups of characters. I mean, I think it's just a good group of people. I mean, and I, I like that you feel like you do. You are. Uh, you have concern. I hate to, you know, you, you hate to watch a movie and you're like, I don't really care what happens, you know. Yeah. So that that's <laughs> that's a very important thing that you you uh, very quickly, um, you know, like them, and then you know when things happen to them, you are concerned or you yeah. you know you're sad by it. Because otherwise, you're, you know, it's just uh, that it helps with the movie. It helps with making a more uh, empathetic movie. Yeah, absolutely. 
I gotta say, isolation in the Arctic doesn't seem so bad for them because they've got literally everything that you can possibly think of. And I love uh, that when we first see McCready, Kurt Russell, that he's playing <laughs> chess on a ch- on a chess master like simulator. Yeah, and he, he, he destroys it. He's like, "Fuck you, bitch!" <laughs> yeah, she beats him, and you hear checkmate, checkmate, checkmate. He opens up the disc drive and pours his alcohol into it and <laughs> burns up the computer. He's like cheating, bitch. Yeah. Uh, he's. <laughs> Have either of you heard of, uh, to go off on a slight tangent, um, a bit of a, a Doctor Who fan, there's a, a Doctor Who uh, Seas of Doom, which is if, real. It's it's basically the thing. <laughs> uh, it's set in, in Antarctic, Antarctic, a seed is found. Uh, it's uh, It doesn't mutate people, but it does. It's, uh, it's like a plant uh, that, well, actually it does. It kind of takes over a person and that person becomes uh, like a plant and it just gets bigger and bigger and it's kind like, of, and it can control other plants and make them kill people. Huh? No, no, I have not. That sounds awesome though. Yeah. yeah it's a really cool show. It's, it's, a, it's very cool. What's yeah. it called? But if you watch that, you're like, Holy crap, this is the, and that, that was in the, that was before this was several years before seeds of doom. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Interesting. Yeah, I uh, there's there's a lot of movies uh, that are definitely inspired by the thing in some way. I even remember uh, it chapter two, the newer uh, it chapter two had a little had a spider head yeah. monster in there that I was like, <laughs> when uh, Stan's head turns into the spider monster head, and you're like, well, that's from the thing. <laughs> you know, so like, there's anything that's like a shapeshifter or or something that assimilates you, it's probably tied to the thing. I even was listening to another podcast where they were talking about um, the the most recent Venom movies, and they were like, uh, well, that reminds me of the thing. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> you know. But uh, I got to say, man, when, uh, when the dog is kind of just wandering around the facility, the dog that they took from the Norwegians, um, this dog is so unsettling, just... <laughs> just walking around and i remember uh there's a scene that i watched yesterday from it that i actually forgot about where we see one of the crew members just off in a room somewhere and you don't see who yeah. it is it's like a shadow and of... he, yeah he just yeah he just kind of walks in there yeah and the dog and just walks he, in behind him got... and the guy turns around and then it's just like cuts to black and you don't know what happened to that person yeah they don't make a big deal out of it you just see the dog walk in there know. And it's kind of the, the shadow of the dog, and then it cuts away. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's cool because uh, that's when you know. It, and they don't even show the character or the person that's in there. Nope. So you don't. Uh, so you, you don't know, know somebody got taken over. You don't know who's been infected. Huh. Exactly. So it starts the mystery right away. I got to say another character in here that I really love, and I always forget he's in here is uh Clark played by Richard Mazur. Oh yeah. Uh love Richard Mazur from uh from the original It from 1990 and I actually just met him at Horror yep. Hound and he was a super cool guy. Um but I love his character in here. Uh and I mean this movie really gets going when the when the husky gets put by Clark into the kennel with the other dogs. 
Don't and put the husky with the other dogs. Yeah, <laughs> big mistake. Dairy, like, That's your dairy, first mistake. Like, tell me, tell me what you thought when the dogs start transforming, or when you see that scene. I thought it was very sad. Well, uh, the other dog's like, would you let us out of here, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't close yeah. the door. And then they go in there and it's like all the strength stuff's going all over the place. And they're just being dragged into it, you know, to make one big uh, alien super dog thing. Yeah. And, I mean, this is where we get our our first look at the thing. And I mean, right out of right out of the gate, give give them an Oscar or something for these effects, man. Like <laughs> this, so uh, perfect, and it's so gross. The little tendrils are going out. Yep, the dogs. Yes. the dogs start shaking, and then its face opens up into looks like a looks like a a plant of some sort, and then starts spitting tentacles everywhere. And yeah, when it um when it does that thing where like I kind of the mouth comes out and like spins and yeah. like uh, it's just crazy like it's yeah. just it's just so disturbing yeah you know what part of that always freaked me out when i watched this is uh how there's like little like twizzler looking things coming out of its back just flopping around everywhere when it, yeah. the way it grabs the dog to assimilate it, and it looks like little. Uh, oh little, yeah, just like the little kind of tentacles. Yeah, they're, but just, they're like, but they're yeah. like really skinny and flabby. So it's like flick, 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 flick when it when it grabs onto something. That part just grossed me out. Oh yeah, it's 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 just a great. It's just a great part of filmmaking, and like I just. Like every time I watch this movie, um, just watching um, how they did all the practical effects and everything, I'm just like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I, how did they do this? Right. And I, I, and I still don't understand. Like I'll watch it and I'll look at it and I still don't understand how they did it. Right. So they had, um, with, did they have the little, um, uh, they almost look like little lobstery things running around. Was that that? Was that in this uh, the original one, or was that in the prequel? Yeah, they had the little the, mini. Yeah, one. that's the original. That's the original. So they were kind of just running around and then and then attacking. It's like they were little sub parts of it that would attack people. Yeah, and they were. Uh, I think they uh, really wanted to um, hook on that part of their sort of insectoid or or. Um, you know these long or spidery, spidery, yeah. Which is you yeah. know uh, getting uh you know this whole thing about people. You know you're a human being, but there's this insect that's going to attack you versus you know you being you know so yeah you're, th- you're not the you're not you're not the apex predator. <laughs> yeah, I think they did do that in the prequel from just clips that I've seen. There was a part where someone's arm got ripped off that was the thing, and it became like a little look like a little leech thing, and it sucks the the stuff out of out of someone's face because it latches on to them. Uh, but I think there's elements of little scattered pieces of the of the thing in here. I forgot to mention earlier on one of the before all of the dog stuff, one of the best scenes in the movie is when uh, McCready and his team go to investigate the Norwegian base 
just to see like oh yeah they did a good job with that mm -hmm. and like you know they find it abandoned and the door is broken and like one of the creepiest moments is when they find that corpse that's sitting in a chair and it's clearly yeah, they, swivel, yeah. they swivel that guy around yeah and, in the chair and it's clearly someone yeah. that slashed their wrist so the blood dripped out of their wrist and is like frozen to them yeah they did a really good job with the with the continuity of that because it 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 really does look like um well let me put it this way I'm sorry they did that but when they did the, the prequel which was a sequel they matched them up very well they did a really good job with that they must have really studied yeah, that did. scene to, yeah you're uh, right about to, that to do that yeah yeah and they do they do show us the block of ice uh where the thing clear like you don't see it the in original this one movie exploded out mm -hmm. yeah. But you see this big, uh, big slab of ice where the thing clearly came out of, and just just looking at the yeah. just looking at the size of this thing, and this is before we see the thing. It's like holy shit! There is something something off, like something bad's coming. They also had, um, I believe, some um, was it video or pictures of the people standing around in the ice in a big circle, like they were outlining the shape of of the. Uh, I think that might have been this. The uh, the saucer maybe I think that or I think that yeah, might have been yeah. yes but um so they had some they were kind of kept uh, mentioning back to what what had uh, been seen earlier so you're getting some ideas about what the history of this uh, of the original uh, of the movie was yeah and they find footage that the Norwegians were excavating this big saucer out of the out of the yeah. ice and that's when they would have discovered the thing and for some reason the doctor and McCready are like. They find this burned up corpse of what looks like a person, but it's clearly just a piece of the thing. And it's they're like, oh, yeah, let's bring it back for an autopsy. That's and always the best idea. Bring back the burnt alien. You always want to do that. Yeah, exactly. No, no mistake there. <laughs> I mean, it's freshly smoking, too. So, like, I don't I'm not bringing that back with me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, but that does give like, us. Don't another... do that. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> And that does Just give us another right. And that does give us another great scene when uh, when the doctor's doing an autopsy on that, and he's pulling out all the organs, and he's like, "These look like human organs." Well, dude, like one of the things that I like about the movie is that the doc, uh, like the whole time, he's like, "No, we shouldn't be doing this." <laughs> like, yeah. And he's like, he's. He's pulling apart like everything, and he's like, "Oh my god!" Um, yeah, and that's one of my favorite parts of the movie is when they when they find that first um, kind of alien or whatever, and he's like pulling it apart, and he's like, "Oh my god, holy shit!" Yeah, like, <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, that's what I would say too." <laughs> Well, um, I mean, and he doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what this thing is. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. And you can relate to it. I mean, what the hell do you do? But, you know, so they do the they do the we have the dog attack and the dog creature gets burned uh, by Childs with the flamethrower. And then after they do the autopsy. They a couple of the guys bring it into like a little storage room and they're like, oh, just put it over here. 
and it ends up assimilating uh, Bennings, the the guy yeah. that got shot earlier with the by the Norwegian, and yeah. this leads to one of the creepiest scenes in horror to me. I remember this. I know where you're going. Yes, the and the very first. Yeah, the very <laughs> first time I saw this movie, this scene scared the shit out of me. We see Bennings get assimilated, and one of the other characters is like trying to get the team rallied. The alarm goes off, and then we see what looks like Bennings running out into the snow, and they go to take a look, and then there's the famous line, "It isn't Bennings." And it's the thing with these yeah, alien. Yep. It's the thing with these alien hands, but it's the face of McCready because it started to assimilate him, and then it lets out that awful, awful, creepy scream at them. Yeah, it's just like this. Like it's so creepy. Yeah, it is. Ter- it is terrifying. <laughs> like I think I watched this in broad daylight the first time I saw that, and that scene scared the hell out of me the first time I watched this and it is still so creepy. Well, I think, I think my favorite is when, cause obviously they can't figure out who's who, or they don't think they can figure out who's who. So <laughs> they tie them down on the couch and, uh, is like, okay, so, we can test each other's blood and if we test the blood, <laughs> you know, it's gonna it's gonna try and defend itself. And yep. so that's when he's that's when he's heating up the wire and you know, putting putting it into each other's or putting it into the blood to see if we can figure out who's who. Um and <laughs> In the middle of that, the blood goes ape shit off of uh, off of the officer, and everything goes haywire. Like, God, yeah, because they're all died. tied next to the guy who was the one who was infected. Yeah. And like, yeah. it's like this. It makes you as a as a as a as a, a person watching the movie like this incredible level of stress about. You're like, oh my god, man. They're tied together with a guy who's starting to shake, you know, and uh, is about to explode. Yeah, and and the officer's like, "Can somebody get me off this fucking couch?" I was gonna say, <laughs> "You took my, you took my line." I love when Gary's like, "Listen, gentlemen, I know you've had a long. We've all been through a lot. You've had a long day, but when you find the time." I would really like to not spend the next uh, several months tied to this fucking couch. I love Gary. He's one of my favorite characters in here. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. And I mean, Jason, we skipped over. So that scene is great. The blood test. Uh, it's such a good jump scare, too, because we're we are so focused on McCready versus Childs because those two yeah. are always going at it. And McCready's like, you're getting tested next, buddy. And we just assume that the guy that's being a bit of an asshole is the one that's going to be the thing. And then he goes to strike the other person's blood. And then it goes off. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. And that was it was like like you said, uh, Terry, that was such a terrifying moment that you're now tied to the couch next to this thing. (laughs) 
it makes them it's, it's like you're uh you're it's a vulnerability thing for the for the for the person for the, for the movie watcher you're like oh my god you know this thing let me go and uh they're all you know and you can't get it you can't get away so it, it amps up the stress levels yeah and we get the the one dude's like face melting apart when he transforms and then it like opens up into a mouth and he eats the one dude's face Oh, yeah. yeah, and he like flails him around. Yeah, we just he just like grabs the dude's face, um, and just eats it. And you're just like, oh my god, right? This this, this movie is just so full of surprises. Well, I was like, gonna, I was gonna he, say, Jason, can we we skipped over a big one earlier on? Can we talk about the biggest shock of the movie where the, the oh, guy? My, favorite where the doctor's trying to do the trying to do the defibrillators and the guy's stomach opens up out of nowhere that is my favorite scene um they're they're still um trusting each other they think that everybody's okay but they go do the defibrillator on one of their buddies because he's uh, he, he had a he had a heart attack earlier because they're having, all yeah he's having a heart attack because they're and all st- they're all starting to fight with each other because they don't trust each other and he just keels over right. from a heart attack out of fear. <laughs> Chop the hands off! Hey, Jason, you what? cut you cut out for a minute there uh start over again with what you were saying uh no it was just like um in that scene um you know he's he's having a heart attack they're trying to defibrillate him and (laughs) you sound like you had a shot before you said that defibrillator (laughs) defibrillator an anemone (laughs) an anemone um but yeah, they go to defibrillate him, and <laughs> his stomach opens up, and it's full of teeth, and Ugh. basically his arms get taken off. Yeah, and it's just it's just so disturbing. Yeah, it eats the defibrillators, and it bites his arm off, and then that's where again those little like Twizzler looking things start to explode out of his stomach. And they're like torches, just searching around for their next victim. <laughs> right, exactly. It's so it's like like weird little sea creatures, like algae or something. And they're like torch it, and they go to torch it, and of course we get the infamous they scene. Always make a mistake. They never do it fast enough. Right, and they and of course we get the infamous scene of uh, the dude's head tearing itself off of the body and becoming a spider head but bef- but not before using its tongue to scuttle its way across the floor yeah to move around and we should say too that before they torch it it also his head like extends up from the stomach and is like this weird little thing floating above the torso and it's that gross gooey face yeah <laughs> like it's so off-putting 
I think uh, uh, they, they do introduce this element of wrongness, of wrong human forms mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in both of these movies and this whole concept of, of, of things bending backwards and extending out. And uh, it's not just normal human, you know, it's like this stretching and bending backwards and things, you know, transforming into other things like uh, to increase, you know, the, the fear element, you know, uh, uh, kind of hit that high brain fear. Of humans and 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 uh, and, uh, and insects and uh, and wrong forms of what a human being is supposed to look like. It, mm-hmm. just, does, it just pushes a button. Oh yeah, and Jason, remind me, is this where we? Yeah, get- that's 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 a really good point, Jerry. Like, I I've kind of thought about that before, and of course, like seeing. Uh, the creatures or the or the people kind of <laughs> morph into things that they shouldn't be. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it is. It's just crazy. Yeah, what, like it was the, what, the part where um the creature is like backwards and it's like it's lowering it. It's like it's lowering itself down on someone, and yeah. um like putting its face right next to theirs and like they're merging together and it starts oh, it's like it's yeah. like this um yeah they're yeah they're, it's like it's lowering kinda... well, first off it's backwards so it's so it's not it's not on top of him in a, in a normal manner it's backwards and then its face is right next to him and he's like i can't get it can't get away from it it's, and it's looking yeah. at him and they're starting to sort of stretch and uh connect to it and uh and merge yeah. with it yeah, that's a that's a disturbing scene. And from that's just the, that's that's creepy. Yeah, that's right. the no, you're good. That's uh that's a disturbing scene <laughs> from that from that prequel, uh, which I believe also spawns from the autopsy scene, and that's definitely the most disturbing oh, scene. Oh, damn it! I'm the, sorry. Did I do it again? No, you're good, man. It's it's easy to get them get them confused. Uh, but I mean, the thing does. You, it's it's true what you hit on it that this thing is just doing. It looks like a human, but it's doing body movements that a human being can't do in both movies. Um, and I, Jason remind me, is this when we see the spider head in the lab, is this where we get the, the great line? You've got to be fucking kidding me. Yes. In the, the second part of it, they said um, that too. Yeah. The, Bill Hader yeah. said it. They're like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> yep. So, um, and it is a great line, and it it's it's so disturbing, man. Like, it's just like you see that head, and yeah. then little legs come out of it, and then it starts walking around. Yeah. You're just like, shit, dude. Well, um, as we're as we're starting to see people go down like flies, there's one character we haven't mentioned yet, but he's started to lose his mind. Blair. Ew. Blair. We've Dad? we've uh, we've started to see this one guy who's like one of the researchers, Blair, start to lose his shit, and he's gonna smash up the communications and smash up the snowplow. And they, I mean, he's, um, yeah, 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 he's just going nuts. So they end up blocking him in a shack because they're like, well, this guy can't be trusted. That's what you do. Yeah. Right. 
So you're like, you can't trust this guy. So we got to put Blair in there uh, and keep him because he's literally just destroying everything because he's so paranoid of this creature um, and, you know, doing everything he can to keep it from escaping that he's willing to kill everyone to stop it from happening. But they're not they're not at that point yet where they feel like all hope is lost. So they just throw Blair. I love it when um, they don't trust Blair because Blair is like, dude, I I don't trust any of you. And he starts shooting at everybody. (laughs) Yeah. So they take him, so they take him to a, they take him to a shack. And later, later on when they come to visit him, he's just got a noose hanging from the ceiling. Yep. He's like, I don't want to be in here anymore. I want to go back in there. Yeah, he's uh, and he even says he's like I'm okay now. Yeah, because he was shooting at everybody before because he was like I'm gonna kill all of you motherfuckers well, because I don't trust I you. So much better now. Thanks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Time of yeah. Yeah. I just had a. He had a. I'm thinking now of like the Simpsons movie. It was like a certain someone just had a senior moment. Yeah, <laughs> but that's but, again, but that's but again, does. man. We're playing we're playing ping pong with like who we shouldn't or should trust because Blair's acting weird. But then Blair tells McCready, yeah. "Watch Cliff, uh, or watch Clark, because he's one of them." So we're the whole well, time we're it's like a just a wild goose chase trying to figure out who's who. Well, and seeing it the per- early, the person who acts weird is not the person you should worry about. Exactly. Right. Keeps exactly. The the person that's acting weird, you should trust that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, because uh, same thing with Blair. I was like, okay, he's he's acting funky, um, but uh, like I trust him. He's okay. Um, because even when they go to talk to him in the shack, he's like, I'm okay now. I just kind of lost my shit for a minute. Let me out. And I was like, well, I would have lost my shit for a minute too. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So yeah, let him out. But I mean, Um, but I mean, we start to see more people go down. There's one really creepy moment in here where, uh, McCready's like, we need to do something or somebody's where they shouldn't be, and they're all like, why do you say that? And he's like, because when I left my shack, my light was off. Yes, yes. And I don't remember, I think, who are they looking for at that time? Um, They're looking for Childs. That's right, because went missing. Because Childs later on disappears, and, and then at the end of the movie says he saw uh, Blair running around somewhere and he went to go find him but we never see childs again for the rest of the yep. the climax until after everything's yeah, done you don't see you don't see childs again until the very end yeah and they're like childs could be uh you know out somewhere and they're like why, why do you say that and he's like because when i left my shack my light was off and we look up and there's a light on in mccready's uh shack and you're just like oh shit man like there's no no way out of any of this, but we start to suspect Blair more. And when they go back to confront Blair after a bunch of shit has happened, Blair's nowhere to be found. And they go down underneath the shack yep. uh, that they left him in, and they find that Blair has been working on a little spaceship 
to escape. Yep. So at some point along the way, Blair was was assimilated and has been a thing for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what I love about this movie is you don't know who to trust. You don't know what's going on. Um, and even till the ending, you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, and they're just uh, they're just sitting there looking at each other while uh, while the uh, while it cools off, while the, yep. while the winter comes. Yep. As the heat starts, yeah. as the flames start going out. And you think about this, where is it going? Where is this going? Right. Well, so we're left with Childs is nowhere to be found. We're left with McCready, Gary, and uh, I believe one other person. And they're saying to each other, the thing wants to, like, it knows it can't escape. So it's going to try to freeze itself because it killed the power at the facility. And they're like, well, Well, we're going to die in, like, a matter of hours, if that, without heat. Yeah, so I, I love the ending of this movie. Um, because basically it gets down to like two characters. Um, and oh, dude, dude, can we, can we, uh, <laughs> when they decide, cause I know where you're going, when they decide what they're going to do, that they're going to blow up the facility to try to just get rid of the right. thing as a whole. So it can't freeze itself. Cause they're right. saying it's going to go back into hiding so that the rescue team will find it and it can get out then while we, right while we die from the exposure to the cold. So they're like, well, let's blow up the facility so it can't hide. And then when they're setting all, when they're setting all the explosives, can we talk about how disturbing Gary's death scene is where Blair thing decides to like pop out and then grab him by the face and start to meld into his face with his fingers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is rough. Yeah. I mean, Blair grabs grabs by the face. (laughs) Yeah, so Blair's the thing, and he pops out from nowhere while oh, Gary. He's a face <laughs> basically, yeah, because Gary's trying to load up some explosives to blow up the facility, and then Blair thing pops out from behind him and just latches onto his face with his hand, and his fingers just start to melt into his face, kind of like yeah. what you were talking about earlier, uh, Terry, with uh, the the face merging in the in the prequel. That's what happens. Uh-huh. That's yes. what happens here is that the thing like pushes his fingers into Gary's face and Gary's like, yeah, like it's, oh, it's so disturbing. It is. <laughs> it's really rough. And that's pushing that button about suffocation and, and, uh, uh, your, your, you know, your, your personal autonomy of your face and everything. It's, and that, which is also an alien and all that, that, that really getting that, that primal fear element, you know? Yeah, it's like that breathing and uh, controlling your mouth. You know, this is basic human stuff, and it's controlling it. Yeah, it's like does he or, or attacking it? Yeah, it's like does he die from asphyxiation or is he dying from from the assimilation? Both are equally terrifying. Oh man, they put a thing down and start to keep him alive, <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, so they decide that they're going to have a final. Uh, I forget what other characters on screen. I think it's the chef, right, Jason? Uh, yeah. He's the last one, um, but he dies somewhere glasses. off screen. Glasses, yeah. Yeah, he dies somewhere off screen. So it's basically down to McCready and and the thing, and he uh gets into a into a final confrontation with it. It takes the detonator away from him, and eventually he's able to throw a right what does he do? He throws a grenade at it and says, Fuck you well, too. They, they decide that uh they're basically gonna blow up the whole facility. Yeah. 
um, because the thing is running after them. So they they do. Uh, they pretty much blow up the whole fucking place. Um, and, you know, as they blow up the facility, um, they just leave, like, kind of one little spot left. And it's McCready and uh, Childs. Yeah. So yeah. So every like Childs, gla- glasses and Childs, get- Childs has been missing for a little bit. Yeah, and glasses. Nobody knew where Childs was. Yeah, and glasses and Gary both got killed. So it was literally just down to McCready and and the thing right before the explosion. Yeah, yeah basically. And then that's where and- we, that's where we get Childs finally coming back after he disappeared. Yeah, so Childs and McCready are are sitting there, like at the end, and there's been a lot of um, a lot of discussion about the end of this movie. Um, I think that I think that Childs is the thing. Yeah, so we're. That's- so we're what Jason leaves it uncertain. Yeah, exactly. So what what Jason's referring to is that after McCready blows up the facility and we think the thing's gone and McCready's just left by himself, nowhere to run from the cold. It's just he's just sitting out there by the by the fire of the explosion. Childs finally comes back and McCready questions him about where he was the whole time. And Childs says, well, I saw Blair earlier and I went to go chase him down. But now that it's just those two and Childs is kind of acting weird, like they don't trust each other. And they're like, it just ends with McCready saying, like, we'll just wait and see what happens. And we have no idea at the end of the movie if either one of them is the thing or if they are who they say they are. But the big speculation is that Childs is the thing for several reasons. And Jason and, uh, and Terry, you're you guys are more knowledgeable about this than I am. What, what are the reasons people list as to why they believe Childs is the thing? I'll let Terry go in first and then I'll, I'll fill in. I'm trying to remember the specifics, but I think, it's, I mean, the main thing is because he had disappeared for a while and he couldn't really, uh, explain where he was. And just his old mannerisms seemed a bit off. But I can't say it was. I mean, I think that I think that it wasn't really clear. I don't think. I think it was just more of a of, of an insinuation, and I think that's where why it was such a good ending. It's not obvious, and and they didn't, you know, didn't leave something. Or there's a little tentacle coming out from from under his clothes or something. They just literally, they're just talking to each other. But anyway, that's uh, I I I I think they're the. I don't know which one was. I think. Um, I think they did a good job leaving it the way it was, a little bit uncertain. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think there's there's little subtle things that I've I've seen and um have looked at. Uh <clears throat> um number one is when you when you look at that last scene when Kurt Russell is talking you can see his breath when childs is talking you can't um so it's like wow that's subtle i never thought that 
yeah, so yeah, you can't see that. Um, and then uh, there's also um, towards the end, they um, they started emptying all the liquor bottles because <laughs> they had a bunch of JMB, um, which was Kurt Russell's favorite. Um, but they emptied the JMB. And they put um, they put uh, gasoline in there Molotov so that they can make make Molotovs, yeah. Um, and so he gives Childs um, a bottle of JMB, which he does not drink. Kurt Russell doesn't drink it; he gives it to Childs, and Childs drinks it. And at that point, it should. Or you would assume that it's that it's all gasoline at this point because they made Molotovs and Childs drinks it. And if Childs is the thing, he could drink gasoline and not know that not know that it's gasoline. Yeah. So there's um, there's a there's hmm. a lot of uh, speculation, but. Usually the consensus is that that Childs is a thing creature, but Kurt Russell is just, I mean, what else can he do at this point? He's he's blown up the facility, so he's like, let's just wait for help, see what happens. And we just fade out, and those two are left uh, sitting there in the snow, and we don't know what happens to them. Yeah, and he even says, he's like, uh, we'll, just, we'll just see what happens. Yeah, so he's, I mean, he's done. Like, <laughs> there's nothing yeah. else that he can do. So if Childs is the thing, I mean. He's like, I've, I've set you motherfuckers on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I've thrown a grenade at you. Like, I've I've done everything I can do. Yeah, um, I, I do and... love I do love his final confrontation with the thing before the explosion where he throws a grenade out. He's like, and fuck you too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, he's just a badass, but he's he's done. There's nothing else he can do yeah. to to fight back. But if if Childs isn't the thing, then he doesn't have to. But if it is, if he is the thing, then. Ugh. But man, yeah, what a it's it's like you're you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, if they're both human, then they're both just gonna die in the cold before the rescue team gets there. So it doesn't really sure. matter. So, uh, but man, what a. What a movie. It is, man. It's so... I, I love the claustrophobic aspect of it. Um, I say bye. Um, I, I love the gore. I mean, the... Uh, mm-hmm. It's very well. I, I don't really think well, I've no seen... Yeah. I, I don't think I've seen anything more gory <laughs> than that <laughs> and uh, you know like and it's all practical and it's 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 amazing like it, it and it's uh you know watching the movie even still now like it just just watching it i'm just like oh everything's so gooey it's <laughs> 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 so gross yeah, this uh, Yeah, but and it's so awesome. And it 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 really reminds me 
Yes, baby. Almost. All right, thank you. Um, it really reminds me a lot of like uh, Sam Raimi's. Oh yes. Because it's it's just so gross. Yeah. And it it's so well done and it's it's so practical. Okay. Yeah, no, um, it's uh it's yeah, yeah, it's so practical and it's so gross. Um and I mean I don't I I don't know what more you could want out of it. <laughs> no, it's, it's so good. It's a flawless uh horror movie. It's one of the creepiest scariest stressful movies that you can watch uh as a horror fan the practical effects absolutely hold up 41 years later um i mean john carpenter man he's he's a genius i mean the score of this movie the the setting the characters the scenario that they're in the ending it's a masterpiece. I mean, it's, it's, I can't, I mean, Absolutely. I have and no, people, people, people complain about the ending and I'm just like, dude, I love the ending. Like I, I love the fact. I think that it's, part, I think it was a fine ending. I mean, it's better to leave it on where there's something that could be discussed 40 years later versus giving a clear answer. I mean, it's, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Have an ending where there's some great. We're talking about it now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, we're going. Um, how did how did it end? Like how? Yeah. How, which character was which, and uh, was there the thing? And you know, how did it go? Absolutely. Um, and yeah, it's just it's a flawless movie. It's it's holds up beautifully. Uh, all these years later and it is the gift that keeps on giving you just always want to go back and uh and revisit it uh terry what are your uh your closing thoughts on on the thing um i think i think you're i think you've said it i think we've said everything we can i mean i think it's yes it's a great film it hangs together well the special effects were awesome great character great ensemble characters uh cast um just a really classic interpretation of this story about um uh the uh th- this uns- you know coming uh this mount coming down the mountain of 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 madness uh of of a creature that you don't you know it, it, something is attacking you and you don't even know what it is i mean that's pretty that's pretty that's pretty deep stuff there and it's hard to hard, how do you defend yourself against that when you don't even know what you're fighting absolutely and that's that's one important thing to note as we as we wrap it up here is that the thing only ever shapeshifts in the movie. You never know what its true form is ever. I mean, it's li- literally a faceless, shapeless evil. Like you, you, there's no big reveal of this is what it looks like when it's not pretending to be something else yeah we can never know like what it, what was it when it wasn't something else is it is it always something else is mm-hmm. that is that is that its nature it's just it just keeps um assuming some something else and even even the even when it landed here was it's already something else some other creature that it had taken over absolutely and it just keeps doing that absolutely well you you as the viewer are 
going, okay, when is it this? When is it that? Um, and they do a good job of like <laughs> showing you the creature, sort of. Because um, the dog transformation is fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're, you know, they do some good job of letting you know or like kind of getting you into it. Um, but at the same time, um, that paranoia is what I love about the movie. Absolutely. Your I remember earlier you asked me uh, about you know uh, maybe a horror movie that really uh, you know deeply affected me or scared me. Uh, yeah, it finally came to me. It was Exorcist Three. Oh, no, that, that would have been the one. That's a good yeah, that one. The the whole yeah. uh, and I'm sorry to go off the same. It's just uh, you you hear the uh, the hallway and the little dripping sound or something, yep. and all of a sudden. The, the the figure goes across the screen in the back with the scissors. Oh my god, that's that was uh, absolutely absolutely terrifying. Oh dude, that jump scare that, is I've never seen I've never seen Exorcist Three, but I know that jump scare and that is one of the scariest scenes ever put into a movie. That movie is is just oh my god. It's like at another level other than the original Exorcist. It was oh, I was, yeah. I thought it was scarier than the original. Oh wow. Oh, All right. Crazy. Oh yeah. yeah, well we'll have has to anyone has anyone seen um Exorcist uh beginning? I saw a good chunk of it at one point. That's uh Stellan Skarsgard, right? Uh yes. Where it ends with ends with him with the possessed girl chase like running at him from down the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. That was a creepy moment too, actually. Uh, yeah, that I come after, was that like a was that uh, they came after after the thir- three? Yeah, that was they did. What did they, Jason? Did they do two of those prequel things or just one? Uh, I think just one. Okay, maybe it wasn't a. I don't. Maybe it wasn't a prequel. It was like just some like some spinoff or something. I think. But I re- I remember seeing that one, um, with your sister and, um, it. It was actually pretty, pretty jarring. Yeah, but uh, um, well, man, I was, well, I was, I was pretty impressed with it. Well, man, I think I uh, wanted to share that with you because I know you asked me earlier, and I completely <laughs> blank. Like I think I blanked because yeah. it was so scary. I my I took me a while for my brain to say, "Oh, there's the movie." That's <laughs> hey, man, this so is you can even remember it. This is what uh podcasting is for, right? We we uh just natural flowing conversation. And I think open forum, and we do tangents. <laughs> yeah, and I think we've opened the door for uh, for Terry to come back anytime to talk about Exorcist Three with us. Oh no, Absolutely. no, no, <laughs> <laughs> not happening. Terry's Terry's terrified. <laughs> yeah, like, there we go. Like, I was I was just on a podcast. Let's spend an hour talking about absolute terror. No, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> oh man, that's what we do. That's what we do. But hey, man. This is a great movie. I'm glad that you were able to join us for this movie, Terry. Realistically, it's been a blast. You are welcome back on the show anytime you would like. Anytime you want to pick something for us, we will. Uh, we we're will. Gonna glad- get, we're, we're gonna get Terry back for Alien. Hell Terry yeah, Terry loves Alien. That would be an honor. Thank there you. There we go. Yeah, man. You're, yes, you are welcome back on the show anytime. Thank you so much for uh, for uh, 
joining us. I hope you had fun, and I hope to, we see you on the show again soon. It was a blast. Yep. Thanks, guys. Of course. Well, Jerry's going to have a good time with us. We love sci-fi horror, and <laughs> it's uh it's a uh, it's a strange little little uh, <laughs> horror movie thing that you don't get a lot of. Yep. Um, and I love it. I love sci-fi horror. Yeah, man, it's good stuff. But uh, I th- want I want Terry back for Alien, and I want Terry back for um, Event Horizon. There we go. <laughs> oh, I gotta watch that again. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I well, love Horizon, big, and uh, I know you like it too. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Big, uh, big plans when uh, when Terry comes back. Terry, thanks again for joining us, Jason. Welcome back to the podcast, man. I know our listeners love you, and uh, they'll be happy to hear you're back. And uh, we got a lot of big, uh, big stuff coming up for the podcast. We've got an episode next week with a returning guest that I will not give away, but we're very excited for them to return and very excited for the movie that we've uh, decided we're going to do. We have our one year anniversary coming up and we're going to do a special one year episode that, uh, that we put out there. People Uh, send us some questions at our email or on our socials. Uh, basically our one year episode is going to be a one year look back at our first year of doing this show. And, uh, we also want to tackle some questions from you all. So go to our Instagram or our Facebook or our email and send us some questions that you want to hear us, uh, dissect on the show, make them funny, weird, random, whatever you want us to talk about on the show. Let us know. Uh, yep. And I know my hundreds and millions of fans miss me. But I'm back. <laughs> yep. And uh, I probably have one person that likes me, but whatever. <laughs> at least two, Marcus and Luke. Okay, there we go. And James. And and, we got two people. and Mr. J. And and the list goes on and on. But uh, <laughs> and, and Terry. Ones. Yep. And Terry. Well, yeah, Terry likes me too. <laughs> but uh, Jason, we. Uh, we're taking this shit on the road later on this year in September. This since since uh you've been away, it's been announced that uh Midnight Terrors we are, is, man, we're going to the con. Midnight Terrors is gonna have a booth or a table at uh SC Horror Convention in Columbia, South Carolina in September, September sixteenth through seventeenth in Columbia, South Carolina. So come on out if you're uh in the con season, come on out and say what's You'll up to you. We'll be doing us. autographs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> things. Right? Find some swag. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we'll have some. Right? We'll get you a t-shirt. And um, <laughs> bring, your, bring your Wolverine chops. Yeah, come. Everybody come. They were, when they were closer together, it's it was like really <laughs> Wolverine. I had to trim them down. I was like, wait a minute. This is ridiculous. <laughs> No, everybody come to the con. Don't worry about meeting us. Come come meet the man, the myth, the legend himself, Terry. He'll be hanging out at our <laughs> at our at our table. Come come say hello to him. But uh no man, we're, Jason, we're going to we're going to be hanging out at that con all weekend. We're going to have some little merch items available. We'll be hanging out yeah, and gonna we're going to be talking with people face to face and it's going to be a party. So, if you're looking for a con to go to in September, come to Columbia, South Carolina and uh Come hang out with Midnight Terrors at SC Horror Convention because it's going to be a blast. And then uh, we're just going to keep on trucking with more episodes, Jason. 
Absolutely. Cool. Well, uh, that's it for this episode of the Midnight Terrors podcast, everybody. Thank you for listening to our episode on the thing. And Terry, uh, do you Terry, do you have anything you want to blast out? Um, no, no, I'm good. Say bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. Of course, man. We of course, ask our friends, if you if you have anything you want to blast out, any contacts you want to, but um, Terry, we'd love to have you on the show. We appreciate you. Absolutely. And uh, thanks for having me. We'll uh, have you on again when we hit our alien episode. You'll be there <laughs> anytime, man. Anytime. But uh, that's it, everybody, for the for this episode of the Midnight Terrors podcast. Uh, get us get in touch with us on social media. Midnight Terrors podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Shoot us an email at Midnight Terrors podcast at gmail dot com. Get your questions into any of those uh, forms of communication for our one year episode. Let us know questions or comments or thoughts that you want to hear us dissect and we will be back again next week with a very special episode for episode 52 with a special guest and that's it jason what do we call this show it's a midnight terrorist podcast yeah buddy all right everybody thank you for listening this is the midnight terrorist podcast we'll see you all again next week peace Sorry, hold on, Jason. You've got like a bunch of background noise coming through. Um. All right, hang on. Let me. Let me. I'll shine you. No, I. Th- Try I think, this. I think you're okay. It's like a weird fuzz coming through Jason's side. No, it's probably you're probably hearing the fans in the background. Hang on. He doesn't mean like oscillating fans. He means he's got screaming fans at his house because of the podcast. Oh, I do. I have fans all over there like, Diamond, I love you. Sign my boobs. I love you, Diamond. It's like Taylor Swift fans, but like for for, for Jason. (laughs) This part we are are recording, so this may show up as a blooper. Oh, we are? Okay. (laughs) Well, I would like to take this second to say fuck both of you. Um, (laughs) And I love you. Um... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, turn your turn your fans off, asshole. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm working on it. How dare you try to stay cool? How dare you God try to stay damn. cool in the weather? You got to <laughs> suffer for our art, man. There was a time when I was okay, but... <laughs> Debatable, but okay. Is that a ceiling? I think I think that's the ceiling for his garage. Oh, Jason, always change up my art in the bag. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jason, always always the pain in the ass. Always the diva. Yep, always pain in the ass. (laughs) When we vend at SC Horror, you're going to be like, "Um, where is my Fiji water and my my personal assistant? Fiji water.
never understood Fiji water. I have important water from Fiji and say this is some Fiji water. It's water from Fiji in a bottle. Specifically, it's really expensive. I, want, I want some nicer shit than that. Yeah, Dasani. Yeah, Dasani. This comes from like a, a, a spigot in the Pennsylvania somewhere. All right, you sound better, Jason. All right, cool. All right, well, Great. there's well, there's Let's our go. there's our blooper for the show. <laughs> all that shit that just happened. Yeah, let's <laughs> run that at the front. <laughs> no, I'll just put it at the back after the song or something. <laughs> all right, just go. Jason's being a fuck. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's the title oh, for the go. episode. All right, Jason's being a fuck. Oh boy, I may, I may have to let my cat in here. Hold on. Oh, the cat wants on the podcast too. Oh, that's weird. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'm like mom who thinks she hears her children crying. <laughs> it's all right. The cat wanted What's all the show name? too, and then it got shy. <laughs> all right. Well, we are now a horror re- movie about you. You keep hearing a cat, and then all of a sudden you're dead. Yeah, right. That sounds like a Stephen King story. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we are good to go now. And uh, so let's let's let's, let's dive on in. <clears throat> <laughs>